The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I had a neighbor when I lived in Flappish where I was debating with myself whether I should talk to him or not. He had a little bit of a background, but he and his wife were not from. The kids were certainly not from. They were already elderly, very elderly people. So I uh, told my wife, you know, we should ask them to come into the sukkah on sukkahs. Not to eat a meal with us, but anyway, by the way, inviting people on Yom is very problematic. They're not from, I'll say, Yonabishal, whatever. So I said we should invite them in, invite them for dessert, something like that, you know. Wife said, yeah, a good idea. She went over, she went to the missus of the house, and she invited her, and she said, let me speak to my husband about it. She called back maybe 20 minutes later, I said, we'd love to come, which we were shocked. We were shocked. We lived next to Bishkenis for a number of years, and there was never any interaction, and we said, it was shocked. Okay, finally, night comes, they come to the sukkah, we sing Sazmiris, and after we're sitting there for about two hours, the missus says that when she was a young girl, she grew up on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And her family was religious. Her family was religious. And what happened was that the sukkah was tiny. It was on a fire escape. So they didn't allow the women to go into the sukkah. And she said, as a budding young feminist, that bothered her very, very much. And one of the reasons she became so estranged from Yiddishkeit is because they didn't let her sit in the sukkah. She was crying at this point. I said, I didn't know women are allowed to sit in the sukkah. Thank you, Rabbi. You have no idea what you're doing. The funniest thing was, her husband, who never ever wore yarmulke, after coming to our sukkah that night, for the rest of his life, he wore yarmulke. He lived in our block, we're in a pretty from block, and he wore yarmulke. Half of it. What do we do already? <laughs> It's a chiyuv. There's a chiyuv of kiruv. And v'chol mishoyskim b'tzorchei tzibor. Are you doing a takah v'amona? Then HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yisham's karm for sure. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you siyata d'shmaya that's unbelievable. There's so many stories of, of siyata d'shmaya that we know in kiruv that are half of a fella. They're yidin. They're maminim b'nei maminim. If you think that somehow you're not going to affect them, Rabbi Hill David always says, look at his side, he always says that Kirib is 100% effective because if you just reach out to them and you're just nice and polite and sweet and you break every stereotype that they have in their head because they think that you're an ogre, <laughs> you got to be an ogre because, hey, you're not normal, you don't live with the world, right? And you just break that stereotype, they'll never be the same. You change their relationship with the Rabbi Nishalelem. You change their relationship with Yiddishkeit. You've taught them, guess what? You can be normal and be from. They think it's not Shaykh. It's always effective. It's always effective. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.